One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 126. Today, I am so delighted to welcome my friend Mariah Tompkinson back to the show. You've heard Mariah talk about systems and organization already on the podcast in the past, but today we're talking about something entirely different, human design. Human design is kind of like a mix between a personality typing system and astrology. It's a way of better understanding yourself, and I have become kind of obsessed with it. Mariah has recently branched out into human design in her business, and I thought it would be a blast to have her on the show and give you an introduction to human design. Mariah runs Bloom Hustle Grow, where she helps female service-based entrepreneurs create systems and implement strategies to help them achieve their goals. She is an expert in planning and getting organized, but as I mentioned, she now has a new branch to her work, and that is all about human design, and you can find all of that work at The Generator Way. All of this will be linked in the show notes. In our episode, we discussed what human design actually is and how Mariah got into it, how to approach human design even as a skeptic, how human design can help you better understand and manage yourself, how to find your human design type an introduction to human design, energy types, strategies, authorities, how to use human design for your business, how human design is the ultimate permission slip, and so much more. In this episode, Mariah pulled a bunch of things from my chart as examples to help illustrate different parts of human design, which was super cool to hear and so right on the money. I think you're going to love this one. Here is our conversation. Mariah, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Lauren. I'm so excited to be here. I'm super excited to be here. I think you might be my first three-peat, third appearance guest. So thank you so much for coming back a third time. We are talking about something totally different this time, though, which I'm really excited about. Um, We're talking about human design, which if you're listening and you're like, what is human design? I've never heard of this. Or if you've heard of it and it sounds a little woo-woo, like stay tuned. We're going to dig into it. Um, Before we get into it, though, Mariah, I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit, like your kind of main business and then how human design came to have to do anything with what you do. Okay, so I'm so excited to be here and um, I'm so excited to get to share human design with you guys. Um, My core business is Bloom Hustle Grow, where I help online entrepreneurs with their business operations. And I'm really into project management and just helping 
um, online entrepreneurs getting their systems and processes in place and organized. And I've been doing that for over five years. And in 2020, I was like kind of burned out, like me and the whole rest of the world, right? <laughs> like, so <laughs> I was just feeling like really low motivation and like, you know, just in general blah about life and business and all that stuff. And human design is something I've heard about for many years from different online entrepreneurs and stuff. And of course, like it goes beyond the online entrepreneur space, but um, that was where I'd heard about it a lot, but I'd never gotten into it. I pulled my chart once and I was like, what the freak is this? Like, who has time <laughs> to interpret all this crazy nonsense. I'm out. Um, but anyway, so in 2020, I, you know, was like, really just like, I need something to shake myself out of this. And like, you know, just, you know, how you kind of search for like, how can I self-improve myself out of this funk? Right? Like, so mm -hmm. I had a human design reading and my mind was blown. It was so spot on um, enough. So where even my husband was like, um, what kind of information did you give this woman? <laughs> like, wow. Um, yeah. And I was like, nothing. I was like, they just pull your chart. So to pull your chart, you need your um, birth date and time and where you're born. And um, it pulls what's called a human design chart. And my favorite description of human design is it's like astrology mixed with Myers-Briggs. Of course, it's much deeper than that. Um for me, human design is a roadmap that can help you get to know yourself better, embrace your true nature, and let go of all the shoulds we often find we kind of bury ourselves in. Um, many people call it the ultimate permission slip. But, you know, my approach really is it is just sort of like another like personality test or something like that. But, you know, like it just allows you to get to know yourself better from kind of an outside perspective, except instead of self-assessment, which a lot of these, most of these personality tests are done, you know, just by you checking boxes, like I resonate with this or I resonate with that. It really is based on like, it's based on a lot of things. I'm not going to go into that whole like mirror of things that it's based on, but it, but it has a lot of astrology in there. It's like where the planet placements were and stuff like that. Like when you right. basically, when you're born, Mm -hmm. Um, so that, go but it's amazing how accurate it was for me and for other people that I've like done their charts for them and done readings or other people I've talked to. Um, so that's really what blew my mind about human design was just how accurate something that just you just put in your birth date is. And it came out with all these things that I was like, oh my God, that's so spot on. Right. Well, that's actually, I mentioned that I was going to ask you this because yes. one of the things about Mariah, if you don't know her as well as I do, is like, she is an incredibly like systems, logic oriented person, um, like so rational, so organized. And I'm stereotyping here, but this is not what I normally think of when I think of like, pers like ast astrology and personality type things. Like, they don't, to me, come from the same directions. So I was really surprised when Mariah got really into human design. I am fascinated by it. And my personal human design, what I know about it is like so spot on for me too. So mm -hmm. I'm like really intrigued by it as well. But how do you how, like, I don't know, what's your reaction to that, Mariah? Like, how do those two things fit together for you being such like a logical person and then also being so into human design? Yes, I, I know. So many people are like, what? <laughs> I cannot <laughs> believe like how like how far I went down this road with human design. Um, 
I even like I last year I took a re like a reader intensive course so you learn how to like read you know be a reader for other people and do the charts and stuff like that I, I mean mm-hmm. but as soon as like I had my first reading I was like hooked and wanted to learn more about it but for me it I mean it is pretty loose. so I like honestly I step out of like how how did this come to be to be honest like all the like the more mystic kind of modality of it you know like some people mm-hmm. really do- dogmen about it like uh, it almost like a religion but like I definitely step away from that for me it's just another tool in my toolbox to get to know myself better I've always been fascinated about p- kind of how people manage themselves and kind of like how we discover how we work best right like and um I, th- I always found for myself and then working with a lot of other people in their businesses a core part of running your own business is really like how do you manage yourself? How do you learn how to yeah. best manage yourself? How do you get over those mindset hurdles? And for me, human design has such a unique and interesting potential of how, like, how to kind of under understand some of those aspects of how you actually run yourself, like your life, your business. Um, human design is used for a lot of different things, um, like people kind of look at it from different angles. Like people use it for parenting. People use it for relationships. Um, you know, people do use it for business, even like kind of how to build teams with it, like how their different, um, human design types match up and different aspects of the chart match up. Um, so for me, it's just like looking at the potential of where this roadmap can take me and other business owners. Um, but a lot of it from what I like to look at it, from is how do I best manage myself and kind of how do I um, organize my business and arrange my business to best fit how like my ideal way of working, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. I love that point you made about how so much of like being your own boss and being a small business owner is about managing ourselves, you know, and like not, I don't know, it's so much harder than you think it would be to just like, stay focused and stay kind to yourself and set yourself up for success. Like it's so difficult. So I love the point you just made about that. I love the mention and we'll dig into this more about human design being like the ultimate permission slip because it's Mm -hmm. really all about like, this is how you're wired. Like there's nothing to be ashamed about. Like let's just optimize for how we can, you know, work with that. So Mariah has given us some awesome resources that are in the show notes. So if someone before we dig into the content wants to check what their human design type is so that they kind of are armed with something as they listen to the different types, what's the best way to do that? So there's a ton of different places and you should be able to just pull your chart for free. But the two I recommend is myhumandesign.com. And that's with Jean, um, Jenna Zoe. Um, and she actually has a app too that allows you to learn more about your human design. So I think she's like a great resource to kind of like dig in and check out her like she has like an iPhone app. I don't know if it's on Android yet. Um, but it has like cool little like it's a cool way of learning about your design. Um, and then there's, um, or you can do Jovian archive and that one's just like real, like the chart's really easy to read, I think. And it gives you like, it actually spells out your type and stuff like that. So those are my two recommendations. And as Lauren said, they will be in the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. So if you want to hit pause, go do that. You just need your birth date 
time Mm -hmm. and location, right? Correct. Yeah. And then it will just spit it out for you. And that's what's so interesting is like, there's nothing subjective about the way that this is calculated. It's like, you can't affect it by like a questionnaire. It's just where you were born, what time, and like it spits it out for you. And so that's why to me, it's so wild how accurate mine feels to me. Um, because it, yeah, it's like, it's so specific. It's saying these really specific things about me that are true. And all it knows about me is like the time and place I was born. So that's, that's what, like, I do have to suspend disbelief a little bit because it's like, what, this doesn't make sense. And yet it's so right on target. It makes no sense. And I say, like, I, when I talk about it sometimes, I'm like, you know, I use the internet every single day. Like, that's, you know, basically my life, right? Like, I work on it, everything. I don't really understand how the internet works, but it benefits me and I enjoy, you know, getting to work this lifestyle, right? Like, so mm-hmm. I, I feel like human design is sort of the same way. Don't understand how it got there, but I'm cool with it and it's benefiting me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's a great analogy. Okay. So let's assume that people listening have found their human design type. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go through like, what do you do when you're sitting with this body graph in front of you? That's what you get spit out from the, the chart creators. And it like looks like absolute nonsense. Like <laughs> how do you start to wrap your head around this? What is important to know? Um, obviously there's a lot of detail we could go into, but where would you start trying to understand what your chart is saying? So with, it's kind of like with anything, there's a lot of layers to it. There's like tons of things you can dig into. Um, but where I would recommend starting is with your energy type. Um, I think, um, they, um, on most of them, they say like energy type. Sometimes it says like personality, um, or just type itself. Um, so there are, so this is kind of like the broadest category in human design and it lumps every single person on the earth into five energy types. And the energy types are generator, manifesting generator, projector, manifester, and reflector. So those are the five types that somebody can be. And an energy type is essentially your mode of operating and interacting with the world around you. Um, So your types are derived we're not going to get into it, but your types are derived. Like you'll see kind of like all these shapes in the middle of your chart. It's called your body graph. And some of them are colored in and some of them are open. Um, if they're all open, you're automatically reflector, but those, the different combinations of those are how your energy type comes up. Um, Mm -hmm. so with each, so you want to start with your energy type because your energy type it, you know, is essentially like kind of how you interact with the world and attached to the energy type is what's called your strategy. So there's a strategy for each individual energy type. So when it comes though, to the first two generator and manifesting generator, um, manifesting generator is considered like a hybrid type, but they follow things from the generator type. Um, Mm -hmm. so Generator strategy is to respond. We're going to go into this a little bit more. I'm going to just go through the list first. So generator strategy is to respond. Manifestor, manifesting generators, it's to respond and inform. 
Projector is to wait for the invitation. Manifester is to inform and reflector is to wait a lunar cycle. So mm-hmm. your so your strategy, so I'm going to use generator just because this one's kind of easy to explain. Um, essentially, when I'm trying to make a decision or when I like have a thought that might pop up in my head, um, let's just say I'm thinking about going on vacation. What I want to do to get kind of the right result for me in terms of like, what would be the right vacation is I'm going to look out into the universe and I'm going to see kind of what the universe brings my way. So you might think to yourself, I'm going to take a vacation and you might think Hawaii, but then all of a sudden, like you see a friend and they post how they are like in Thailand. And then you see, like a Facebook ad for this like Thailand resort. And then maybe you see like a documentary about like the greatest Thailand resorts or something, you know, something random. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of look for those signposts, this universe is sending you saying, Hey, you know, like, I think this is for you. Mm -hmm. Um, like for projectors, it's um, to wait for the invitation. So they may think like, Oh, you know, I would love to help people with coaching. Like, you know, I want to coach them on I don't know. Um, I want to coach them on marketing, their marketing strategy. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so for them, you know, they may have that thought, but they need to kind of wait and see, but they may, you know, and it may be, again, it's kind of like those signs from the universe is like, they have a friend who says, hmm, you know, I saw like, I, I know you've been like doing, you know, starting your own business and da, da, da. Would you want to come and help me with my marketing strategy? Or, you know, somebody even like DMs them on Instagram and says, Hey, you know, I've been reading your stuff. Would you like, could you give me advice on this or whatever, you know? So that's kind of like waiting for that invitation from people in your circles or, you know, outwardly to say, Hey, I would love for you to help me with this. Does that make sense a little bit? Mm -hmm. Um, So also with your energy type, you have what's called your not self theme. So each energy type has their own not self theme. And I like to think of the not self theme as your check engine light. So this is saying, hey, you may not be following your strategy. You may just be kind of forcing things when you should be waiting for things to come to you in a way. And I don't really, so I think a lot of people get kind of caught up in like the strategy, like a lot of them seem to be waiting. It's not necessarily like you're just sitting around doing nothing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but, but when you call things, like when you have an idea, you want to wait for the universe to say, yes, this is the right idea for you. It's more of like that, if that makes sense, but you can still do the stuff. It's not like you can't, I don't know, you know, like say, you you know, give, advice about marketing just because they didn't invite you to give advice if that makes mm-hmm. sense but so you have these not self themes can you give examples of those the, yes so the not self themes is connected to each type and so generators frustration manifesting generators frustration um, projectors bitterness manifestors anger and reflector is disappointment so mm-hmm. The not self theme is kind of like the check engine. Like this is your, if you keep like as a generator, if you keep feeling frustrated at the end of the day or with your business or with like the direction your life is going, it's your check engine light to say, sit back and say, what am I doing? That's not serving me. What am I doing? That's not making sense, you know, for my life. And like, where do I need to make that change? Right? Like, it's just kind of, it's just the universe's way of saying like, Hey, you may be forcing things that you don't need to force with how you're operating. 
So your strategy, like the to respond also goes with your authority and your authority is your correct way to make decisions. So that's kind of the next layer of your human design. Um, So most people recommend that you understand your energy type, your Mm -hmm. strategy associated with that energy type, your not self theme, and then what is your authority? So the authority is not automatically connected to what your energy type is. It's determined by your body design centers and your authority is your correct way to make decisions. So Lauren, if you don't mind, I'm going to use you as an example. Okay. So Lauren here, she is a manifesting generator. So that's her energy type. So her automatically, because she's a manifesting generator, her, her strategy is to respond and inform. And then her inner authority is sacral. So this, this authority is the gut feeling. Your sacral is kind of considered your gut in your body chart. So with this type, so if Lauren has, let's see, Let's just say Lauren decides she wants to start making candles. Lauren, this is not an invitation to start doing that. Um, <laughs> she, for whatever reason, decides, you know what? I don't have enough businesses going on, enough balls in there. I'm going to start my own candle business. Um, what Lauren to correctly kind of move forward with this the idea to be would be to first check in and be like, is this just like a random idea that I came up with? Or is this something I feel like really energized about? So she would ask, you know, she would say, I mean, she could literally ask herself. So with the sacral authority, that's your gut authority. A lot of times it's yes, like people respond to yes, no questions when it's that Mm -hmm. gut response. So, you know, it would literally be her asking herself, Lauren, should I start a candle business? And she may have a gut response, which shows up for a lot of people in a different way. For me, my gut response shows up like my chest tightens or I feel a release when it's like the right thing. Or if it's a no, I feel like a tighter chest. Um, Mm. Other people may say, you know, like they actually feel it in their stomach or, you know, they may feel like kind of like butterflies almost. Um, What's the thing where it's like, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh or uh uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of sacral authorities will also have that verbal instantaneous, uh huh. Mm -mm. Nope. Yes. You know, like that. Yeah. That. I can tell you that my response about candles is no. (laughs) Yes. But see, you would, but you would want to wait because your strategy is to respond. So then you would want to kind of fill that out a little bit, right? So if you weren't sure, you'd be like, okay, well, let me just like keep, I'm going to put the idea on the shelf. And, you know, maybe the universe is telling you a lot about candles, or maybe you start seeing other candle things and think, hmm, you know what, they're doing it better. I am not in that game, right? Like, Mm because the universe is kind of telling you if you decide so with your particular energy type, if you decided to move forward with the candle thing, you would also want to inform. So part of your um, energy type which is a little different than just the generator is you work better when you have kind of buy-in from other people around you buy-in from your circle. So, you know, you would maybe go to like your store manager and be like, listen, um, I am going to, I'm thinking about starting a candle business, like, da, 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 Mm -hmm. like, how do you feel about that? So you, you know, 
I mean, you don't have to ask how they feel about it, but you kind of want their buy-in if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because your particular energy type as a manifesting generator, you're really good at sparking the ideas and moving something forward, but you sometimes can't sustain it as much Mm -hmm. as like just a regular generator because your focus is split between other things. So for your particular energy type, if you can have people on a team or people to kind of help you see those ideas to the finish, um, that works really well for you. It's not something that you have to have. It's just something to consider if you're a manifesting generator and you find yourself having ideas that you that you do truly feel like are alignment for you, but you maybe don't have the full energy to execute them completely. Um, but I, I think... This- Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say this brings up that idea we were talking about earlier of like releasing the shame around things Mm -hmm. because I am someone who has like a very long history of like tons of ideas, lots of starting things and not always finishing them. So that's where like when you really get to know your human design, you're like, oh, okay, that's just kind of the way I'm built here's how I can like work within that. And like, for me, you're like, as Maria was saying, what is really helpful is to like, let myself kind of initiate, like, you know, start projects, but then get help to finish them, whether it's my team or having, you know, a partnership or collaboration of some kind, like the finishing part doesn't come as naturally to me as it probably does to like someone like Mariah. So um, I think yeah, it is the ultimate permission slip to just be like, oh, okay, this is just kind of my tendency. And how can I work around it, you know, and work, like use it to my advantage in some way. Exactly. And you should never use human design to like limit you from anything. So I'm not a manifesting generator. Like I'm just a straight, I'm just a plain generator, which means like, you know, in its in its most like boiled down sense is like, I'm meant to focus on one thing. I'm meant to master one thing. That doesn't mean I can't have other things in my life. Like I'm diving into human design, but I'm not giving up my business operations business, right? Like you Mm -hmm. don't use it as an excuse to say, I can't do this. It's just, it's just a roadmap. And it's just an opportunity for you to say, does this really work for me? Or, you know, is this something that really feels genuine and aligned with who I am and how I operate? Or is it something I feel that society or, you know, just yourself, right, has put, has put a box, has put me into this box? Right. So let's assume that a lot of people listening, maybe they have their chart that they're looking at in front of them for the first time ever. And they see like their type on it. So they're a manifesting generator, a generator, a manifester, a projector or a reflector. Is it possible to really do like a, you know short description in general of each of those types? Yes. Okay. Um, So again, these are generalizations. So don't like be overly worried if you're like, oh, I don't think that fits me. Um, (laughs) Also, sometimes like we really are conditioned um, in a way to, you know, to act to act a certain way because society like because society expects you to like work in an XYZ fashion. And I think a lot of us who worked in the corporate world, I think that's one of the struggles too, about like when we work in the Mm -hmm. corporate world and then we start our own businesses is that we're like, Oh my God, I can totally manage myself. There's no rules. There's no structure. Like what the, what am I supposed Mm -hmm. to do? Right? Like, cause then you realize like 
because you're not forcing yourself to fit into like that structure that whatever job you had forced you to fit into. Um, so I think that's kind of one of its challenges. Sorry, I know I just went off on to no, <laughs> a little yeah. tangent there. Um, but truly, you know, so that's one of the things about human design is just kind of like peeling out some of those layers of like forcing yourself into a box that doesn't really fit you in a way of operating that doesn't feel, really fit you. So um, back to the energy types, the generator um they are they're considered like the builders of the world like we are like the worker bees the we can kind of go 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 and we really are meant to sort of like master one thing but we're kind of and it's not about just doing one thing because you can't you don't know what you want to master until you've tried stuff right but it's being able to say you know what this is not my thing to master i need to step back and you know find the thing that I'm really um, in light, like I'm really alive about. Um, you are meant to work on things that light you up and that you literally don't want to put down. Um, manifestor generators are very similar to generators. I think I've said this a million times. Now. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but they are meant, they're really kind of the multitaskers of the world. So they have a lot of energy to put into a lot of different areas. So they're not necessarily meant to just like hyper-focus on one thing. Um, though you can sometimes have tendencies to be hyper-focused, but then you want to move on to the next thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, but your challenge is to make sure, yes, these are things that I really want to hold on to and I want to pursue, not just like a whim or a hobby or something that's like you meant to try and then you let go of. So that's where you're kind of asking your inner authority. Is this really for me? Or, you know, is it just something I needed to try to get out of my system sort of thing? Um, mm -hmm. But again, you're meant to, you know, be a worker, but kind of have all these different areas of interest. You're able to put your energy into these different areas. And you're also able to sort of do things in a nonlinear fashion. You might skip steps like you're, the generator's more meticulous, like dit, 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 whereas the manifestor generator is like, oh my God, I see step six. And you can kind of just jump up there without doing, you know, going, going up the ladder the same way that the generator does. Um, you're just, that's just the way you're built. The projector, they're really good with systems and they're really good with kind of helping people see their projects through, right? Like they're almost the natural, like, project manager in a way, a little bit, mm -hmm. um, because they are there to wait for the invitation. They are there to work with other people and to help support them in their visions. Um, but they're also there to kind of step the vision out, help bring out kind of the ideas that the generators, manifesting generators and manifestors have to the world and help like put them into action, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I know some projectors. <laughs> yes. There's actually a ton of projectors in the entrepreneur world. It's kind of crazy. Like, cause when I first was looking at like human design and business stuff, like so many of the people who had human design practices that were geared towards business are projectors. Isn't mm -hmm. that funny? Um, mm -hmm. Manifestors are kind of the true leaders of the world. Um, they, they are the just do it people. Like they can have an idea and they can just go out and execute it. Um, they are really focused on their vision and um, they are, they really are considered kind of like those big leader types. And again, it's not to say that any of the other types can't be a leader. Many of the other types are leaders, but the manifestor truly is kind of the visionary um, and the people to kind of put out these new ideas into the world. Um, and part of their thing though, is that, 
they can seem really pushy sometimes if they don't inform and bring other people into their vision. And then the reflectors, I think we mentioned, are the most rare type. And they are really the mirror of society. Their human design body graph, they don't have any of their centers defined at all. So they just have like all of their centers are clear. So what this means is it amplifies other people's centers. It amplifies other people's energy. So when they're um, interacting with other people, they amplify what that person is kind of putting out and what their aura is putting out to the world or what they're struggling with. Like the reflector really fills it and they're able to be there to say, you know, to help guide all the other energy types in knowing themselves better and then figuring out problems and working through like, you know, where they are trying to go, if that makes sense. Um, I like, I, in my brain, I mean, there's no correlation, I don't think, but in my brain, I kind of think of them as like the therapist and the psychiatrist, that kind of um, idea of a reflector. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Mm -hmm. but but they kind of, they, but they can be really tired out because they're constantly taking in other people's energy. They're, they're usually very like sensitive to other people's energies. Yeah. I was just wondering if there's any overlap between reflectors and like highly sensitive people. I would say there probably is. I'm super fascinated with like, which I haven't like really gotten to explore. And I mean, I would just love if I could do like a huge survey, if I could just force people to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like what the um, overlap would be between kind of like the Myers-Briggs and some of the energy types and then like how that kind of correlates to what centers you have and stuff like that. Because I have an idea, like, I think a lot of like introverts probably, you know, they could be reflectors, they could be projectors, they could have like open roots and stuff like that. Some of these um, areas of your human design chart that kind of just like, you're more sensitive to other people's energy. So you need more rest. Mm-hmm. So I wonder like how those um, aspects of human design kind of play into if somebody thinks they're an introvert or an extrovert and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just super fascinated with the structure that human design gives you to kind of dive into. Is this true about me? Is this not true about me? Is this the best way I operate? Is this like, is this the best way for me to manage myself, to manage my life? to go in the direction I want to go in. It's nice having that kind of external validation for some things and to also have that external almost structure to say, okay, Mm -hmm. you know what? I don't have to make a snap decision. I'm going to, I'm going to sit with it for a minute. Like no matter what you're, so you use your authority um, to make decisions. So, but no matter what your authority is, even if it's like your gut decision or something that's a little more like there, it still gives mm-hmm. you permission to sit back and say, wait, how do I really feel about this? Like, what is my body telling me about this? Not just my mind, you know, it's not just the logical decision. What did my gut say when somebody asked me that? Like, logically, I know maybe I should say yes, but my gut was like, mm, no, you know, so it gives you permission to take that step back when we're making decisions about things in our life um, to not just go with what seems most logical, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the really interesting things about it is it acknowledges that there are many different ways to make a decision. Like Mm -hmm. it's from your head, from your gut, from like following the moon or whatever the reflector way. I don't know. 
there's like so many different ways. And sometimes what we're, when we're like, I don't know what to do. It's like my head is thinking one thing and my heart mm-hmm. or my sacral is another. And so if you choose to kind of buy into human design, it's like, okay, well now you know which one to go with, you know? Um, yeah. And for me, it's like, I do have this, my, my decision-making type is sacral and I totally have it. Like once I learned more about how to like feel what the sacral response is, I'm like, okay, like any decision is so easy for me to make now, even if it's not like, oh, okay, that's a hard decision to make. It's like, okay, but it's the right one because I, you know, I could feel it. So it's really wild in that way. Yeah, I, I, it's super fascinating. And I love how I've been able to kind of dig into a little bit more. So I'm a generator, but I'm not sacral authority, I'm emotional authority. But with that, you want to ride your emotional waves. So like, if you're in a really high, you don't want to make a decision in your if you're like in a really emotional high immediately, like, because you want to say yes, because you're all like geared up. And it's like, wait until you feel neutral to like make a decision. Or, you know, if you're in a low, you might say no to something that's correct, just because you're like in a bad mood, essentially. <laughs> like, so you mm-hmm. want to like, see if you're in that emotional neutral spot, but you still as a emotional generator, I still use my sacral. So it's like checking in with your sacral over an emotional wave. Um, but even with that, I find a lot of times like my general, like initial sacral response, like that gut response. And again, for me, it's like my chest, um, is more, is more accurate. You know, I mean, like usually the initial response is the response, but it's just checking it with myself. What emotional state am I in? But with that, my, my partner and I are both generators. So we both have the sacral there. And Mm -hmm. I have, I've discovered that having a list of things like for dinner, right? So it's easier to look at a list and say yes, no to the list than like just being like, well, what do you want for dinner? Because as sacral beings, we respond better to yes, no questions. Mm -hmm. That's super interesting. I totally relate to that. Okay. So this is awesome. So we've talked about our finding our types and our strategy and our authority. And I know that with human design, there's like a lot more that we can go into after that. So I like that you've kind of broken it down as like, these are kind of the first things to start with as you're dipping your toes into human design. What would you suggest that someone does after they feel like they kind of get those things? So the next area I would dive into is your profile. And your profile is really kind of how you take in information and how you give out information to the world. But it's also kind of like what you're kind of meant meant to do here. So um, Lauren, can I use your chart as an example again? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) So Lauren's profile is a 6-2. So she, I call her profile, it's the role model and the sage. So really, um, this fits Lauren so well, because the role model is really here to essentially kind of experiment in their own way, and then give that experiment out to the world and whatever expertise that they, you know, they decide to do that in. Um, but they, they're really meant to, um, go, you know, go through this experiment in life, go through like whether it's in their business or, you know, maybe another aspect of their life and then share that as the matured role model, um, out into the world. So what they want to do is they really want to, they want to see like, 
how, how do I do it? And then they want to have that experience and then they want to be able to share it um, with ever, like people in their circles. And then the mm-hmm. sage is really about doing things their own way. They have their own sense of timing um, and they share their unique gifts in their own way. They're not meant to explain, this is how I figured out how to do X, Y, and Z. They are meant to just be like, you know what? This is my gift. This is my talent. And I'm sharing it with you now. Um, mm-hmm. And they need a lot more time to kind of like process what they're taking in in their um, in their life and their experiences, and um, they need that personal space to process. They can't at like right at the same time they're learning something, teach somebody something, or explain what they're doing. They need time to think about their process and then share it. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, totally. So that's just kind of like a small example of what your profile can tell you. But I just think for Lori, it's really interesting because I totally see this in her and like everything she does and how mm-hmm. she um, has that community aspect. And she kind of wants to share, this is how I built this. This is how I learned this, um, but in her own unique way. Um, and I love like, and she thinks of things very create, like creatively and from a different aspect than you know, maybe like a one line, like I'm a one line. So I'm much more like kind of logical as we talked about, which is why it's funny. I'm in human design Mm -hmm. um, and step-by-step. So, you know, I I have that one line. So that's like research and that's the more logical way of thinking about things. Whereas like Warren's going to come from a more creative way to think about things and say, Hey, what if we did it like this? Or, you know, I'm going to teach you a little bit different way than you might hear from this other expert over here, because Mm -hmm. this is, this is the way my mind works. Um, So your profile is a really interesting one. And then all your centers are super interesting in terms of like where you have consistent energy and where you might not have consistent energy. Um, So those are super interesting to dive into, um, especially if you kind of like feel like you're maybe struggling with motivation or willpower that comes from your heart. So if you have that defined, you're less likely to maybe struggle with some of those issues. But if it's open, you might find that you quickly lose motivation and you maybe need other people to help you with motivation. Or if you have an open crown center, which is at the very top of your head, those are where ideas come in. So if you kind of find yourself when you're brainstorming, just blanks, it might be because you have an open crown and you may need to like get inspiration from other places. You may need to kind of like go online and like, you know, like if you're going to design a graphic for Pinterest, you might need to go look at other people's pins to get ideas about what you might want to do for your own Pinterest graphic or, you know, like, you know, or ask a friend like, Hey, what good books have you read on like time management? You know what I mean? Like if you're trying to like come up with ideas about Mm -hmm. time management, you need more of that external inspiration where somebody with a defined head doesn't. So it's just good to get to know what centers are open when they're defined. That means consistent when they're open, you, um, you don't have consistent access to that energy. And sometimes you need like more external enforcements to help you through, if that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting. And then within each of your centers, you have your gates um, and these, there's like all these little numbers and each of them relate to (laughs) other aspects of like how you take in information in that particular center. Um, And so all of that can play into your, just 
I mean, basically all kinds of aspects of your life, but I personally find it really interesting when it comes to kind of like your marketing and messaging, um, Mm -hmm. your strategy in business, um, how you operate in business, like how you arrange your offers and stuff. Um, So all, all of that can kind of help you see a bigger picture of yourself and how you might better operate. Yeah, I think so. One thing that I'm just noticing that you are just saying here is that um, like when you look at your human design chart, it's it might feel overwhelming because there is so much like there's different symbols and numbers and lines like everywhere. So I think this is a really good um reminder that even knowing just a few of the basic things can help you a lot to start out with. And you can, you know, you don't need to understand every piece of it first to get something out of it. I basically for like a couple of years have understood the same few things. And even just that alone has been really awesome and helpful for me. And like, again, that permission slip of like, this is just how I'm wired. And like, let's let me set myself up for success and not try to fit myself into a box that I don't really belong in. So um, I just want to like, reemphasize that point you made, Mariah, that you don't have to understand every single element of your chart in order to get something out of it. Yes. Yeah. So Anything else to say about how people can use their human design when it comes to like how they run their business, how they manage their time or marketing? Yes. So I find human design really fascinating when it comes to how you can manage your business and obviously like in extension, how you can manage yourself within your business. But um, for instance, projectors like they they need more downtime maybe than a generator so they have to be more protective of their time so for them for instance they may want to work with people where like you know they're they're not having meetings all day long that they have like three maybe three or four hour blocks of time that they work and then their other time is just like white space because if they overload um, their schedules they find themselves getting more burned out quicker um, because just because of how they are designed um, whereas like say a generator we have a lot of energy for stuff but we may not have a lot of energy for a lot of different things all in one day so we might not want to be doing a lot of different activity. Like we may not be wanting to switch from marketing to maybe working with our clients to something else all within like a day period. We may want to look at it and be like, you know, how can we better focus our energy on any given day without having to kind of switch up and allow us to go to that deeper level we might like to work at. Um, for a manifesting generator though, that might not work as well. They may be like, oh, all day I have to like write stuff. Mm-hmm. No way, Jose. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. they just may reject that altogether. Um, so you really just, you know, you want to play with like what is reflected in your chart that you can give yourself um, permission to try in action. Um, you know, for instance, no matter what your authority is, it's kind of giving yourself a little time and space to make decisions. So you may, you, you want to build in time to allow yourself to step back and say, um, 
you know, you don't have to give somebody a yes or no answer to whatever they're asking you within your business mm-hmm. operations, like whether that's onboarding a new client or somebody asking you to collaborate. Um, you want to give yourself the time and space and make it part of your business operations where you can say, oh, you know what, we have a discovery call or, you know, I have a potential client interview. I'll get back to you tomorrow about how we move forward. Because mm-hmm. then that gives you time and space to think about, is this a good match for me? Right? Like, and not in a right. off-putting way, right? Like you don't need to do it in like, oh, like, I don't know if you're up to working with me, but just say, hey, you know, on all these calls, um, you know, I like to go over what we talked about and, you know, I'll get back to you tomorrow about it or whatever, you know, whatever time frame mm-hmm. is that you think you need to think about the thing and making sure that you're not just making those knee jerk decisions um, and that you are able to give yourself time to use your inner authority. You can also, um, there's just so many aspects of your chart as you dig deeper um, that can influence how you market and how you message your business. Um, For me, I'm in my profile, I'm a line one and that's the, um, it's like a researcher investigator. So I want to give myself plenty of time to really have a good foundation on anything I share with my audience, any kind of content I put out. Like I want to know, I want to know that I really know about that, um, information. And then I also, it's okay for me to share like, Hey, these are all the things I researched. This is what I learned. Um, as opposed to like, you know, maybe somebody else who's that line to the sage, they, they're not going to tell you, Oh, I researched this and I got this information from here. They're going to be just like, this is how I do it. Boom. <laughs> Mic drop. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so those are kind of just some light examples of how you can use it towards how you're running your business. Um, but I really think the biggest thing about using human design with your business is letting go of all these shoulds. Like we pick up so many shoulds, I think, when we start our business, especially um you know, when we step out of the corporate world, we have that structure we're maybe trying to hold on to or like listening to in the back of our head. But then we also have all like the experts and gurus that you kind of collect because you're out there and you're kind of like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. And you're looking for answers and you're looking for clients and you're looking for what works instead of stepping Mm -hmm. back and saying, does this actually work for me? Is this the way I want to market? Does this feel good to me? And human design just allows you to kind of peel back some of that um, and ask yourself in a way that I feel like maybe is less judgy for yourself. You know, like it just allows you to be like, nope. Okay. I understand that I'm a generator. So, you know, mastering things is better for me. So maybe having five social media channels is not the best strategy for me because I feel like I'm never going to master this. Um, Mm -hmm. it just allows you to, to peel back some of that, um, some of those things that we put on ourselves, even, um, maybe not even anybody else is putting on us. Um, and just ask ourselves those important questions. It's like, is this for me? Does this feel like this works best for me? And, you know, how can I experiment with doing things that feel more in alignment? Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Um, let's say that someone listening is very intrigued. They are wanting to learn more about human design, kind of dig into the different things like gates and profile and all those things where, and we are going to have a bunch of Mariah's resources linked in the show notes, but where would you suggest that people kind of 
go from there to learn more and dig into all of these different pieces of information? So I highly recommend you get a reading. Um, and that can be from anybody. It doesn't have to be for me. Um, I, I have actually a page of human design resources. So I have some people you can have readings from. I do a reading. I call it a report because it's more of a written report. I do do a video for you where I kind of like give you an overview of your human design. But then your report has certain aspects of your design chart and explains what that means to you as well as some journaling prompts to help you think about like, how can I apply this to my business and life. Um, Mm -hmm. I personally decided to structure it that way just because when I had my, I loved my first reading, but I was so overwhelmed. Um, so I just feel like this kind of gives you a nice introduction to exploring it more, um, in a way that's like a, maybe a little easier for some people to digest. Not everyone, of course, like different people like to take it in different ways, but I cannot recommend getting a reading enough. Like that was literally the thing that opened the human design doors for me was having that very first reading and being like, Oh, snap, this like totally (laughs) fits me to a T. This is crazy. And then wanting to learn more and wanting to experiment with it more. Um, The real key to human design is actually applying it, right? Like is actually doing these experiments um, of how you make decisions and how you structure things in your business based on your human design. But again, it's not a box. Like it's just something for you to say, Hey, I'm going to try this out. This is something new. Or, you know, if you feel like you're struggling with something that kind of gives you a door, um, to, to take that step to try a different way than what's not working for you. Um, but yeah, I just, I highly recommend getting a reading. I cannot, I think that's the best way to go about it. Um, I also have a human design one-on-one kind of mini course that that will just give you a very like basic introduction of like how to read these things that we've just talked about um, on here um, in your chart and where to find them and kind of where you can find more information about what to dig deeper into your chart. Amazing. Um, And I will say Mariah sent me a little reading and I got my own report and it was so awesome and (laughs) so spot on. It's just blows my mind. So um, highly recommend. And I really did love to have it in the written form because I could like go back and kind of marinate with it a little bit. So I love that. Um, I just want you to mention a little bit about what you do in your operations business in case that's a good fit for anyone listening. Oh, yes, of course. So over in Bloom Hustle Grow, as I mentioned, I help online entrepreneurs get their um, systems and processes in place. So I help you kind of just pull back because obviously business operations is literally all the things you do in your business. I help you pull that back a little bit and really dive into what structures you need into different aspects of your business and get those systems and structures in place. Um, I have a few courses. I'm a Trillo girl in my project management software. So I have a course to teach you how to use Trillo to structure your own business. Um, And I also have some other resources if you're not into Trillo and you just need more generalized um, operations help. Yay. Yeah. And I will also link to the two episodes that I've already done with Mariah, which are about planning and getting organized um, and kind of getting out of overwhelm. Those are also great episodes to listen to. So those will be linked in the show notes as well. 
Um, okay, let's move into the questions that I get to ask all my guests. And the first <laughs> one is, how do you approach doing good through your small business? First and foremost, I feel like that I started my business and kind of my entrepreneur journey because I wanted to help other female entrepreneurs kind of follow their passions and follow their dreams. And I didn't want like not knowing how to organize themselves be the reason that they quit. So many of us have like different passions in different areas and it's not operations. It's not like, how do I organize my business? How do I get this like email marketing system set up or this, you know, like how do I manage my team? That's not why you got into business. You got into business because, you know, you wanted to help people do, you know, do something else usually. Um, and you have a passion for it. So I feel like it's really, I felt like it was really important when I started my business to be able to support other women to follow their dreams and to have that freedom within their life to like do what they want to do. Right. Um, I feel like financial freedom is really important for all, you know, non cis male kind of mm-hmm. people. Um, so having, an organized business is a, a big part of that. Um, I also, you know, give back to certain charities that are important that I find particularly important. I think all charities are important, but for me, it's um, like civil rights, and you know, obviously, this is a hot topic, but um, reproductive rights. So I usually mm-hmm. give to Planned Parenthood and ACL. Yay! Amazing. Um. And Mariah has been on the show, as I mentioned, so she's already given some book recommendations. But what book are you going to recommend today? I'm going to recommend You're a Badass and Making Money. Um, This book always inspires me, and I go back and read passes out of it all the time, um, just because I find it a really good motivator, and it's a good reminder. Like, you can put your mind to it. You can do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Love. And what is one small business that you admire? Okay, so this one has a connection to Lauren. And um, as you guys know, Lauren owns Station 7 and has amazing candle purveyors. No. (laughs) (laughs) Makers. Yeah. There's she carries a wonderful selection of candle makers in her shop. And my very favorite is Cost, cost. It's K O S. Sorry, I cannot pronounce anything. Um, but her candles are so amazing. The smells are so intense. And I love that I can like burn it for like 15 minutes or so in the morning, maybe 30 minutes. And then like it lingers like through the day. And I just love it because it's so nice to be able to walk in the room and have that like uplifting smell when you come in, especially like I use it as part of like my morning routine. I have my little cup of tea and I have my good smelling candle and I read my book and it makes the perfect morning routine. But I love her candles so much because of how intense their fragrance is. But I don't find it overpowering at all. I just find it like you can actually smell it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And Kaylee is an amazing um, Seattle-based small business owner. I've actually known her since I was like six years old. Um, So she's an awesome, amazing human. And yeah, we'll definitely link up to her in the show notes if you want to try out her candles. They are Norwegian-inspired and they're so delicious smelling. They are all, they all smell amazing. Yeah, they totally do. 
Okay, so Mariah, where can people find you online, connect with you, if they want to book a human design reading, all of the things? So all of my human design stuff lives on thegeneratorway.com and the Instagram handle is the same, except minus the .com part. And for business operations, it's bloomhustlegrow.com and the same for Instagram. Yay. Yes. And all of this will be linked up in the show notes as well as how to get your chart and some of Mariah's resources about human design. So um, Mariah, thank you so much for coming on for a third time. I'm so glad we got to dig into human design. I think it can be really transformative for anyone who chooses to like invest a little bit of time and understanding it. And um, like you say, the magic is in the, the implementing. So making some changes and doing something about what you learn will be kind of where the rubber hits the road. But thank you so much for this introduction. I think this will be super, super helpful. Thank you so much again, Lauren, for having me and letting me geek out a little. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that stuck with me most from this episode is something that Mariah said toward the end. The real key to human design is actually applying it. So if you're as excited about human design as I am, I would love to hear from you. What did you learn about yourself? And most importantly, how are you planning on applying it? You can share with both Mariah and I on Instagram. Mariah is at The Generator Way or at Bloom Hustle Grow. And I'm at Lauren Tilden. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. You can get all the details from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 126. That's 126. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful to have your support. Here are three ways that you can give back to making good. First, I would be honored if you would leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. Second, if you have a friend you think would enjoy the podcast, feel free to send them the link. And finally, I would love for you to take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. I would love to cheer you on. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.